Hello, welcome to the Sowing and Reaping audio podcast. Hope and trust that today's podcast will be a blessing to all who are listening. Now let's turn to the book of Acts, chapter number 9, for today's message. In the book of Acts, chapter number 9, we're going to be reading today in verse number 1, down through verse number 6. The Bible says, And Saul, yet breathing out threatenings and slaughter against the disciples of the Lord, went to the high priest, and desired of him letters to Damascus to the synagogues, that if he found any of this way, whether they were men or women, he might bring them bound unto Jerusalem. And as he journeyed, he came near Damascus, and suddenly there shined round about him a light from heaven, and he fell to the earth, and heard a voice saying unto him, Saul, Saul, why persecutest thou me? And he said, Who art thou, Lord? And the Lord said, I am Jesus, whom thou persecutest. It is hard for thee to kick against the bricks. And he, trembling and astonished, said, Lord, what wilt thou have me to do? And the Lord said unto him, Arise, and go into the city, and it shall be told thee what thou must do. And so I'm going to read for the sake of time today. May God add his blessings to the reading of the Word of God here today. Let me ask you a question. If you were to come face to face with the Lord, and if you could ask him any question, what would that question be? Would that question be as it was right here? Would it be, Lord, what would you have me to do? Here in these passages of Scripture, we find the Apostle Paul, well, he was in Saul before he got saved, we find him asking two very important questions, questions to which we need to know the answers. Number one, he asked, Who art thou, Lord? In verse number seven, and this, my friend, is the single most important question in all of life. Just who is Jesus to you? Your answer to that question will determine your eternity. Number two, the question was asked, Lord, what will you have me to do? What will thou have me to do? This is the second most important question in the life. God's will and his will alone should be the heart's desire for every born again child of God. And we find the apostle Paul here was told to go into the city and there he would be told what to do. God did not hide his will from Paul and he will not hide his will from you. So with that being said, I want to talk to you about knowing the will of God, how to know the will of God. Now, before you can know the will of God for your life, you must have an understanding of how the will of God actually operates. And the will of God, my friends, operates in three different ways. Number one, there is God's sovereign will. This is a decision of God that is always carried out. Nothing in the universe is ever going to be able to stop the sovereign will of God because, you see, God is God and he accomplishes what he wants to when he wants to, God's sovereign will be a mystery only known unto him. Number two, there's God's moral will. This is too forever settled in heaven and unchanging. Some things are right, some things are wrong, and it doesn't matter what man says, it doesn't matter what society says, this moral morale will be revealed in the word of God and in the conscience of man. So we have God's moral will. And then we find God's particular will. He has a will that is particular and peculiar to your life. Acts chapter number 9 and verse number 15, the Word of God says this here. The Word of God says, uh, But the Lord said unto him, Go thy way, for he is a chosen vessel unto me, to bear my name before the Gentiles and kings and the children of Israel. You see, this particular will will vary from saint to saint, from child of God to child of God. And friend of mine, I don't know about you, but I can see all three aspects of God's will in my own life. It was his sovereign will 
that he set his love upon me and saved me by the grace of God. It was God's moral will that when I got saved by the grace of God, I stopped cussing, I stopped drinking, I stopped doing the things that I did before he saved me by the grace of God that goes against the word of God. And it was in his particular will for my life that I become a preacher of the gospel. And even though we are such a small part of God's vast creation and our lives may seem unimportant, friend of mine, let me tell you this day that God knows you. He knows who you are. He knows all about you. He knows where you're at. He loves you. And even the very hairs of your head are numbered. If you got any, I like myself, amen. But um, even the very hairs of your head are numbered by him. And as a result, he has designed a particular plan for your life. And he has promised to reveal it to you and to guide you into it as you follow him and have a great relationship with him. Some people think that if you surrender to God's will, that you're going to have it hard in life. And many people are afraid to find out what God's will because they're afraid of what he may ask them to do. They're afraid of what uh, they might be taken away from. They're afraid of uh, not getting their will above God's will. But friend, just put yourself in God's place for a moment. And let me ask you a question. How do you treat your children? Well, don't you think God will treat his children way better than we treat our own? He sure will. Amen. And so God's not going to ask you to do something contrary to what he to his word. Amen. And God has a will for every born again child of God at every age, at every conceivable level of commitment. And if you choose to follow in his will, you will be led to a much holier life. But he calls us what we are. And if we are finished, if he were finished with you, then you wouldn't be here right now. Amen. If he was finished with you where you're at right now, he would take you on to heaven. But if you're alive and you're listening to this podcast, friend, God has a will for your life and he wants you to surrender to it. If you are sitting on the sidelines and do nothing, I guarantee you that you need to seek his will now and do his will now. Friend, it's never too late to do the will of God. So how do we know the will of God? Well, can I say, number one, God's guidance is provisional. That is to say that God expects certain things from us who are saved by the grace of God. Unless we are able to deliver these certain characteristics, then we're probably going to be in the dark concerning His will. But number one, how do we know the will of God? Well, first of all, you must be willing to obey God. Saul actually wanted to do God's will. Too many times we make our own plans and set them in motion and then call on God to bless those plans. But to do His will, we must put aside our own will and be willing to do all that God asks us to do. Can you honestly say where you're at right now? Where he leads, I will follow. Why should God reveal his will to us when we have made up our mind already that we're not going to do the will of God? He won't. But friend, if you want to know the will of God, then we must have a willing heart and be willing to obey him. Then also we must uh, uh, display a spirit of meekness. In other words, be teachable. You know, don't be a know-it-all. Psalm chapter 25 verse number 9 says, The meek will he guide in judgment, The meek will he teach his way. He displayed a teachable spirit. If you're not teachable and you think you know it all already, then you're probably not going to know the will of God. Another way to know the will of God is be open to God. Earnestly, sincerely pray for God's guidance. Report for duty. Don't wait to be drafted. Just show up and ask him if he has an assignment for you. If God isn't showing you anything, then maybe you should examine your life to see just how much time you're really spending with him in private. Friend of mine, if you want to know the will of God, 
show up for duty. If you want to know the will of God, get in his plan book. Amen. The word of God. Read the word of God. Spend time alone with God. You know, be there with God. Too often times, too many times, he is speaking, but no one is listening. Friend of mine, listen for the voice of God. Listen to what God has to say. We talk to God by praying to him. He talks to us by uh, us reading his word. And he'll also use his word to reveal the will of God to us. When I was praying about traveling around the world, you know what he did? He confirmed in my heart uh, the will of God for my life by using Matthew chapter number uh, chapter number 28, verses 19 through 20. He used those verses of scripture, my friend, to reveal to me the word of God, and he'll do you the same way. He's no respecter of persons. So how do we know the will of God? Uh, we see that God's guidance is provisional and being willing to obey him, displaying the spirit of meekness, being, you know, being able to be taught something, be teachable, don't be a know-it-all, be open to God, and also be yielded to God. And that's chapter number nine, verses 89, eight and nine, we find here. And Saul arose from the earth, and when his eyes were opened, he saw no man, but they led him by the hand and brought him into Damascus. And he was three days without sight, neither did eat nor drink. You see, friend of mine, uh, he was yielded to God. As soon as he had a word from the Lord, he got busy doing what God told him to do. Again, God is not going to reveal his word to or his will to someone who's not willing to go and do it anyway. If all areas of your life are yielded and open to his will, then you can expect that he will reveal himself to you. So let me ask you, are you willing to do his will regardless of the cost? It's going to cost you some things, my friend, but the, the uh, benefits are out of this world. Amen. So how do you know the will of God? Well, first of all, we find God's guidance is provisional. Secondly, we find God's guidance is practical. God will reveal his will in the ways that is plain to see and plain to understand. He uses he used several in the Bible, and this is still his ways. He did so through miracles. Uh, normally, God won't speak to a man like he did Saul but this was a miracle in itself. Occasionally, he will speak in the fashion, but don't wait on it before you start to serve him. Amen? Just go ahead and serve God where you're at. Don't worry about tomorrow. Focus on today. Focus on serving God today, and you'll know the will of God for tomorrow should tomorrow come for you. Amen? So uh, God's guidance is practical through miracles. It's practical through his word. In verse number five of Acts chapter number nine, and he said, Who art thou, Lord? Who art thou, Lord? And the Lord said, that's his word, I am Jesus, whom thou persecutest. It's hard for thee to kick against the pricks. Well, God's word holds the answer to all of life's questions. Psalm 119, verse 89 says, Forever, O Lord, thy word is settled in, in heaven. So when you're in doubt concerning his will, just go back to the word of God. Just go back to God's word. Go back to the Bible and read it. For it is God's primary mode of address. How do you know the will of God? Well, God's guidance is practical. It's practical through miracles. It's practical through his word. It's practical through people. Acts chapter number 9, verses 8 through 20. I won't read it all. You can, but God used Ananias to speak his will to Saul. Never discount the counsel of the godly people around you. The Bible says in Proverbs 24, verse number 6, For by wise counsel thou shalt make war, and in a multitude of counselors there is safety. I'm not saying that this man knows the will of God for your life. No, I'm not saying that, friend of mine. The only one that knows the will of God for your life is you and God. But there is absolutely, positively nothing wrong 
with going to men of God who's been in the, on the battlefield for a long time, who's studied the Word of God, who's been in the fire, and asking them and getting counsel and getting advice from them how to know the will of God for your life. That's why pastors are for. That's why we have uh, seasoned missionaries, seasoned evangelists, seasoned preachers. Amen? I mean, go to a godly man and ask them, uh, and, or a godly lady even, and ask them how to know and discern the will of God. God's will, God's guidance is practical through miracles, through his word, through his people. Lastly, through his spirit. Acts chapter number 9 and verse number 17. The word of God says this, And Ananias went his way and entered into the house and put his hands on him said, Brother Saul, the Lord, even Jesus, that appeared unto thee in the way as thou camest, hath sent me that thou mightest receive thy sight. And listen to this, and be filled with the Holy Ghost. So, you depend on the Spirit of God. If you're truly saved by the grace of God, then the Holy Spirit is already in you, and He will lead you and guide you into all truth. One of the distinguishing marks of God's sheep is their earmark, according to John chapter number 10. He says He's the good shepherd. We are the sheep of the shepherd. Amen. If you've been saved by the grace of God. Friend, God speaks to people through the Holy Ghost of God. Beware of listening to any other voices. You listen to the Spirit of God, and you depend upon God, and listen to God, read His Word, pray to God, and then you can know the will of God for your life, and He will reveal it to you, amen? If you're willing to listen, if you're willing to be taught, if you're willing to obey Him, if you're willing to uh, be open to Him, if you're willing to be yielded to Him, if you... Um, if you're willing to get in the Word and study it and ask God to share with you Scripture concerning His will and get wise counsel from people and also listen to the Holy Ghost of God. Well, as I close today, let me say this. God has big plans for your life and for mine. Do you know what it is? Then if not, friend, be meek, be teachable, be open, and be yielded to God. Listen for His leading voice in the Word of God his people, and his spirit, and he will reveal his will unto you. In the book of John, chapter number 14, let me read that to you real quickly, just for a moment. The book of John, in chapter number 14, we find here in verse number um, verse number 21, we'll go to the Word of God, amen? John 14, verse 21, here's what the Word of God says. It says here, He that hath my commandments and keepeth them, he it is that loveth me, and he that loveth me shall be loved of my Father, and I will love him and will manifest myself to him. He'll make himself known, amen? He wants you to be in his will, and he will not leave you in the dark about his will if you want to know his will. He wants you to be in it if you want to know it. Let me ask you again. Do you know the will of God? Are you doing the will of God? If not, there's no time like the present time that to do his will for your life. Well, thank you so much for tuning in today. This is Brother Walter Terrell with the Sowing and Reaping Audio Podcast. And uh, uh, if you would, if you don't mind, just leave me a message through the voicemail link here on the Anchor app. And also, you can uh, listen to this podcast wherever podcasts are, are available, Apple Podcasts. Spotify, Google, and any other platforms. Well, God bless you wherever you may be listening at today or tonight. May you have a great day or night just on purpose.